Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Oh, it was a crazy week four in the NFL. What a show put on by a number of teams, number of guys, tons of points, tons of points that we need to talk about. And we are all absolutely fired up right now about what happened in our know-it-alls league, in our dynasty league. We got to talk about that first. But first, my name is James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats. I'm here with Pat Cotter. I'm here with Jake Meyer. And guys, how are we feeling tonight after the week four action? I'm feeling pretty I'm good. Feeling- I- you know, I uh, I thought that uh, I was going to lose this week after uh, the 1 o'clock games. I uh, I just kind of w- was looking ahead next week, and all of a sudden I see George Kittle start going off. Alvin Kamara catching touchdowns. He gets breaks that deep run and put me up, put me up on the week. I was pretty pumped to play the had a schedule, but uh, going to 3-1 and one in our league. Yep. Jake, how do you feel? How, how did week four go for you? Oh, went great, man. Finally finally got a win in our league. Now I'm one in three. I had to fend off Pat Mahomes tonight. He almost beat me. Won by four points. If he would have threw that last touchdown instead of Kareem Hunt scoring, I would have lost. So I'm a happy camper right now. Worked out well for you. It didn't work out so well for me. I came into the night up 24 with Emmanuel Sanders going against Kareem Hunt and Brandon McManus and those two guys Surged ahead, and I couldn't make up the difference with Sanders. Thought I had it in the bag, full point PPR league, but just was not meant to be. So first, before we get into our content tonight, fellas, of course we're going to talk about the waiver wire. Of course we're going to talk about week four, our winners, our losers, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that we liked, we didn't like, uh, guys that we can maybe buy low on, sell high on. But first, I do want to give a shout out to Roops. Dave Ruprecht in our league, who I told I would give a shout-out for because he had an absolutely exceptional week. Got to give props where props are due, and Roops had an exceptional week. Wow. wow. Over 200 points yeah. in I both played, leagues, right, Pat? I played him in Dynasty, and he scored over 260 points in that league. It's a, it is a 10-team league, a two-quarterback league, but still. It really just shows you how crazy this week was. So many points put up. If you started the right guys, you dominated your league. If you put up a good score normally, you still might have lost this week just because somebody went bananas. And real quick, our league record in our know-it-alls redraft league is 220 points, right, yeah. Pat? And I he scored 219. 219. 219. He just missed it. So shout-out to Roops. Huge, huge week. He had just all the right guys. And honestly, if you... You were probably one of those people. Some of our listeners out there, you probably had that right combination where yeah. you scored 180, 190, maybe 200 points this week because it was one of those weeks. Whether you had Andrew Luck, whether you had Jared Goff, whether you had Kirk Cousins, Cooper Cup, shout you out, Cooper Cup, listen to me. So there were a lot of guys that really went off this week. Um, now, first off, let me get my notes pulled up here. We're gonna get into our let, let, guys. Let's just talk about our winners and losers from Week Four. Jake, I'll start with you. Big winner from week four. Give me your number one. My number one winner from week four is a guy I've been talking about really um, all offseason here. And beginning of the season, he was getting targets. Mr. Corey Davis. He finally exploded and went for, you know, over 30 points in most leagues. Um, you know, finally just 
was a beast and showed his first round talent that he finally has. Mariota finally looked for him, um, and he, you know, he finally went off. Yeah, huge, huge week for Corey Davis, and he looked like a beast. He did, and hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. Uh, I had said last week that I was a little bit nervous still about that Titans passing game, Mariota with the pinched nerve in the elbow, but. He was looking Mariota's way often, and we saw what kind of playmaker that Davis can be moving forward. He showed that upside quite a bit. Pat, your number one winner of week four, who my you got? Guy. It's my guy, Cooper Cup. He looked like a stud in that game, you know. And they were beat. They were uh, picking on Anthony Barr that week, but Cooper Cup just keep getting the targets. I think he's going to be a solid play going forward, and you can really rely on him as you go. He, what, he had uh, nine catches for 162 yards, two touchdowns. I told you he was going to be the number one receiver in that in that game this week, and he did not did not, uh, did not hurt you. Yep, that's where we were right from week four, heading into the Thursday night yep. game. Pat called that. Great call on your part. I had said that I still <laughs> thought Robert Woods was going to have the game for the Rams, and it's going to be a revolving door a little bit, we think, still, though, right? I yeah. mean, with that Rams receiving core, it's not going to be – Cup every week. It could be Cooks a week. It could be Woods a week. Who do you like, Pat, out of that Rams receiving core season long? Who do you think is going to be the most consistent guy? I think Cup's going to be the most consistent guy. If you'd ask me who I'd like to have the most, I think it'd be Cooks just because he gives you easily the most upside. He can break a play at any time. And I think Woods is still a great play. I think all these guys are going to be happy with on most weeks because this offense just looks insane. And say McVay is a mastermind. Yeah. So I think you're going to be pretty happy with all them guys, but Cup's the most consistent, and Cooks as easily has the highest ups- mm-hmm. upside. You're right. You can start them all. They're all fantasy worthy on a week to week basis. My number one winner from week four, a guy that might have been dropped in a few leagues, Pat. I know you dropped him in our I redraft did. league. It's Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen finally got the workload that we had wanted to see uh, going into this season. We had some high hopes for Tariq Cohen in PPR leagues. He finally, finally broke through a little bit. Uh, 13 carries, 53 yards. Had a combined 14 carries during the first three weeks of the season. So he almost matched that in the carry column. But the big thing, eight targets, seven catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. And that's exactly what he's going to give you on a week-to-week basis. At least that's what you're hoping for yeah. is his ability out of the backfield to catch the football and make plays in open space because we know how dynamic he is. He outtouched. Now, this is the thing, is he outtouched Jordan Howard 20-11, to which in a game where the Bears were up big early over the Cardinals and they were you know up by a lot all the time, a lot the whole game, you would have thought that this would be a Jordan Howard game, right? You think so? Tariq Cohen was the one who ultimately benefited. And looking at the Bears' schedule moving forward, it is actually pretty favorable. Uh, They have the bye coming up this week, but then they go to Miami. Then they get the Patriots at home, Jets at home, at Buffalo. So four straight AFC East opponents the next four games after the bye. Can't beat that. And then Detroit at home, who's been bad against running backs. So I think all those matchups besides uh, maybe the Jets might be the worst one. On that schedule, potentially, I don't know. I think they're all. I think, I think it's five straight good matchups for for Tariq Cohen. So he's my number one winner for uh, week four. 
Jake, do you have another? Uh, do you have another winner for us? I don't have a winner, but I have a little bit of Go a ahead. tidbit on sure. Cohen and uh, Howard going forward here. I think Cohen. You know, I'm a big Bucks fan, and Cohen was the Bears' game plan because the Bucks can't cover the pass, and they are decent against the run. So their game plan was to get Cohen going. I don't think we're going to see that every week. If you have Cohen, it might be a week to sell high on him if somebody thinks he's going to be that going forward. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Cohen could be a nice flex start. Um, every Not every week, but depending on the matchup. But I wouldn't call him an RB2 just yet. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think he's going to be a up-and-down kind of guy. A guy you don't want to start every week, but if you need a lot of upside that week, then – He's a guy to look for. Would you sell Tariq Cohen for Derrick Henry? I'd rather have Derrick Henry. I'd I mean, Tariq Cohen. I'd rather have Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen? No, I'd rather have Henry. I think Henry's going to catch fire here pretty soon. Do you, do, you think you, do you think after this week what Tariq Cohen did, do you think you could get Kenyon Drake in return? If there's some fantasy owners out there who are just like, I'm done with Kenyon Drake. I think they'd be but looking Kenyon for Drake, more. But Kenyon Drake, man. I think they'd be looking for more. I mean, I'm almost ready to drop both Henry and, and Kenyon Drake, but I'm not there I'm saying, yet. Especially for Tariq Cohen. After somebody saw this week from Tariq Cohen, do you think they'd be like, oh, wow, I'm getting a guy out of the backfield who's going to catch maybe eight pass a game. Kenyon Drake hasn't done anything. Maybe in a few leagues, I'm, I feel like I'd be more likely to drop Kenyon Drake or Henry than to trade. Just because, I don't know, I feel like I'd want more in return for a name like that. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Um, sorry, I did say the Cardinals. The Bears played the Cardinals last week. I'm thinking a week behind Buccaneers. against the Buccaneers this week. Sorry about that. Um, okay, Pat, do you have do you have another winner? I do have another winner. Go ahead. My winner, my winner this week is going to be Sony Michelle. This guy, you know, I loved him coming out of college. He landed. He's your favorite running back behind Barkley. He was. He was my number two guy. Uh, He looked good this game. You know, he showed why the Patriots draft him. He got 25 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown. You can expect him to get this kind of workload going for it, I think, because Burke heads out of there, which I thought, while I thought Michelle would eventually take that backfield, I thought that, uh, that, um, he would be kind of more in the 20s guy, and Burkhead would get some passing down work and be the kind of the goal line guy. Now, while James White is still going to get a lot of work there, I think Sony Michelle is going to be consistent in his in his usage, and you can rely on him as a running back too going forward. Sony Michelle or Jordan Howard rest of season? I still think I'm going to go Jordan Howard, but another week like he just had, and I probably will take Sony Michelle. Okay. Sony Michelle over Carrion Johnson rest of season. Yes, yes. Just, That's Carrion's probably just, easy at this point, Carrion's right? Carrion just not get. I think they're both have about similar upside if they would just give Carrion the ball because mm-hmm. they just you saw they broke off that big thirty yard run. He run and then they just didn't give him the ball again. Like I was yep. saying, like he just broke off a huge run. Why are they not handing him the ball? And this is the frustration you get in as a fantasy owner. Uh, that's a little bit of a look ahead to we're going to get into Carrion Johnson in a little bit. And my number two winner, I'll give that real quick until we, then we'll get into our losers. My number two winner, Alshon Jeffrey. Wow. Coming off of the shoulder surgery, the rotator cup surgery, he was sick all week. Wasn't even sure if he was going to play. And then he comes out and he proves to be Carson Wentz's favorite target right off the bat in game one. I didn't start him in dynasty because I was. I actually own him in three leagues. I think we own him in our combo league. Yeah. I was worried that 
I wanted him to shake the rust off, get a game in. Well, he shook the rust yeah. off and much more. Nine targets, eight receptions, 105 yards and a touchdown. And the more I look at Alshon Jeffrey at this point, I think there's a good chance he could crack 100 targets in 13 games. I'll tell you why. It's because of the injury situations in the backfield. Jay Ajayi has a cracked something in his back. Yeah, he still looked. I thought he looked really good running the ball too. You could barely even tell he would have had a cracked back there. He, yes, he I'm, was running with power. But I think I'm still worried about him I mean, a little too, bit. Definitely. And the fact that Darren Sproles is 30 something years old and he's hurt. Um, sorry, Corey, Corey Clement, Clement did not play this week. Wendell Smallwood filled in. So I think they're gonna. You know, Wentz is gonna continue to rely on. Uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz quite a bit. Always Zach Ertz. Quite a bit. So um, that's kind of, you know, I, I just feel like Alshon Jeffrey is going to be that very, very solid wide receiver too that you were hoping for the rest of the season at this point. So if you drafted him in the eighth or ninth round, I think you're feeling really good at this point. And if you didn't buy low on him, guys, do we think, I, I think that you might have missed your window. I think you did. I don't think people are going to be... I mean, people carried him for this long. I don't think they're going to be willing to trade him away. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, let, uh, let me give him one more honorary mention as a, as a uh, as a uh, winner. Kareem Hunt. Man, did he look good this week. And you you knew that it was oh, just going to be a matter of time with how potent that offense is that he's going to yeah. get going. And he did this way this week in a big way. I hope you bought bought low on him like I did. I I, uh, I don't think we talked about this in the last pod. I, I traded away... I traded... On my team, I had... Uh, DJ, Dave Johnson, and uh, Jarvis Jarvis Landry, and I got in return Julio yep. and Kareem Hunt. So I was pretty happy this week about that. Yeah, for at least this week, I you definitely won that trade. Uh, I think going forward, I got. I, think I got going I think forward. I got it. it feels pretty good, guys. I wanted to ask you: Is it a? We know now that I shouldn't have waited this long to break this news that Le'Veon Bell is probably going to return week seven after the week seven bye for the Steelers Pat's shaking his head over here because us as Steeler fans we're frustrated with Le'Veon Bell my point of view is if he can come back and help us win games then I'm I don't care and then we can say see you later next year my point of game is my my point here is just get the heck off our team and don't come back well, stay in Miami on that on that jet ski and I don't <laughs> want to see again fair enough my question is I'm going to this Falcons and Steelers game this week Jake and Pat. And I want to know, is it an okay, a good, or great, or a terrible decision to wear my Le'Veon Bell jersey to the game? I'll give you my Antonio Brown jersey. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. (laughs) You're going to get... People are going to dump beer on your head. I posted this on Twitter, and the results were okay got 10%, good got 20%, and terrible got 70%. So I'm not going to be wearing... I don't have a jersey right now because... I feel like a terrible fan, but I had a Le'Veon Bell jersey and a Lawrence Timmons jersey, and I really need to get a new jersey, but I'm one of those people that I don't want to get a popular person's jersey. Like, Juju Juju Smith-Schuster is too popular at this point yeah. that I don't want to buy his jersey. And I really— Connor don't... was popular when we drafted him, and TJ Watts pretty much—everybody has his jersey, so yeah. I got his jersey. I really want to step on two jersey. But anyway, all right, let's talk losers. Jake, give us a loser from week four. My loser is Odell Beckham. Um, I just was really, really excited for Odell in this New Orleans matchup, and I thought he was just going to have a day. And he just, he had an okay day. 
seven for 60, 60 some yards, decent day, but just not what I was expecting from Odell versus New Orleans. I was hoping for 10 catches, 150 yards, one touchdown or two touchdowns. I started him in most of my DFS lineups. I, you know, had him ready to go. I was ready for a good 30 point day and he highly disappointed me. So I'm calling Odell a loser. Plus at the same time, he is very frustrated with their offense. I don't know how he's going to be going forward. What do you fellas think about Odell Beckham going forward? It hurts, man. It's, it's disappointing because we saw him really uh, match up well against Jalen Ramsey in week one. He went over a hundred yards and now it doesn't look great because Eli hasn't looked good, which is affecting things. And Odell has been uh, kind of getting the, you know, the brunt of that that downside. I guess you could say is he's he's being affected by that, right? Let me ask Correct. you this: Who would you rather have rest of season, Odell Beckham or Juju Smith-Schuster? He didn't get go Juju. He's looking. Now. I, is that crazy? Is that a crazy question? I'd have that's to. It's crazy OBJ. that I have to think about it. I'm gonna. Uh, that's OBJ, what I mean. Though. You OBJ gotta go OBJ, OBJ, right? think about he's it. So good. He, you can't. You can't deny that talent. He's going to get going at some point. He's going to start complaining. And uh, who would you rather have the rest of the season, A.B. or, o- or O.B.J.? I'd rather have A.B. 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 is going to get going, too. He's been serviceable. He'll be I'm, fine. I'm actually trying to buy A.B. in some leagues. So here's some numbers on Odell Beckham through four weeks. 15 targets in week one, nine in week two, 10 in week three, 11 in week four. Um so he's been targeted a ton, but you're right, Jake. I mean, it's been up and down. 11 for 111 in week one. And then week three at 9 for 109 at Houston. And weeks two and four were not that good, 51 and 60 yards receiving, respectively. So it's been a mixed bag so far for Odell Beckham. And, Pat, do you have a loser for week four? Can you give us that? I do have a loser from week four. I would say it has to be Aaron Rodgers. He is... He just hasn't been producing, and you know, with how many how the quarterbacks have been producing, to when you took a guy like Aaron Rodgers that high, you need him to be scoring in the in the 30s, at least in the low 20s. And the last two weeks, he hasn't done it. I'm still bullish on him. I think he's going to pick it up. But come on, dude, come on, man. I'm gonna tell you everybody to relax on Aaron Rodgers, but hasn't looked good so far. Bigger, biggest bust or bigger bust where they were drafted, Antonio Brown in the top five or Aaron Rodgers in the in the second or third round? Uh, you got you to gotta say, uh, Aaron, I mean, A.B., because you draft him as top five pick. You need him to be dominating every week. Right, but comparatively, a quarterback in the top three rounds, you need him to score the way quarterbacks go, right? Yeah. They, quarterbacks e- have been killing it this they're year. They're even across the board, typically. And the fact that you draft a quarterback in the third round, you're expecting him to score way more points than the other quarterbacks. But you know, like I'm doing well in our league, and Aaron and Aaron Rodgers ain't doing that well. A team that has a B, if you don't draft perfect the rest of the way, you're you're not going to do well. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, my my two losers, and let me get them here because I keep flipping back in between. Uh, Loser. I have two losers. And my first loser is Rashad Penny. And the reason I put Rashad Penny in here is probably not somebody you're really thinking of because you're not – the expectations on him so far uh, with his time in Seattle have not been that high. But with Chris Carson getting that late scratch on Sunday, he was in line to get the start. He finished with just nine carries for 49 yards. Compared to Mike Davis, who carried the ball 21 times for 101 yards and two touchdowns, he was out-snapped by Davis – 
47 to 16. That I mean, that's just weird. I thought that was so weird that that Mike so da- Davis came in. They obviously don't have much faith in Rashad Penny right now, even when Chris Carson's out of the lineup, which has to scare you. If you're a Chris, or I'm sorry, if you're a Rashad Penny owner, if you have him stashed on a six-man bench, eight-man bench, ten-man bench, uh, fine. But you better leave him buried there for right now, even with Carson out, because it doesn't seem like he's going to get much work going forward, even with, you know, if Carson were to miss more time, I guess, with that hip injury, which Pete Carroll says he hopes he will be back uh, for week five. And then my second loser, Leonard Fournette. Look, I know he got hurt, but that's part of the reason he is my loser. 11 carries, 30 yards, and he left with that aggravating his hamstring. He's not going to be back for maybe, Doug Marone said he might not be even back for another few weeks. Uh, Looking at the Jags' upcoming schedule, if you're a Fournette owner, at KC, at Dallas, good matchups, but he's probably going to miss those two games. And then they get Houston, who's allowing 3.5 yards per carry. Not that great for opposing running backs. And Philly, with that front seven, 2.7 yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs in weeks, uh, I guess that would be seven and eight. Um, And then they get the week nine bye. So if he's held out for two or three weeks, you're not going to be able to use Leonard Fournette until week 10. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. I mean, that is brutal because if he misses the next three weeks... He's got Philadelphia. Then he got he, Philadelphia, and you don't want to start him in that spot. No, especially coming off that injury. You're no. Um, TJ Yeldon is a guy to get now. I Hopefully you have him. I actually just dropped him in a league yeah. this week for pickup Baker Mayfield because I got Drew Brees coming up, and the league I'm in is uh, a notoriously, you know, no quarterbacks are out there. So I figured I'd get ahead of the game and get Baker, but it hurt me. Yeah, I mean, if you like Pat said, if you still have T.J. Eldon on your roster, obviously hold on to him at oh. this point. Um, he hasn't been great, but a good week this week. You still want the opportunity. He did have a good week this week. Now, dating back to last season, Leonard Fournette has essentially missed six games now between his rookie season and second season, between those ankle, foot injuries, and the hamstring injuries. So it's been a little bit of a rough ride for Fournette. I've seen a lot of leagues where people were taking him in our league. He went seventh overall. I was seeing, I was seeing people. In other leagues, taking him over Melvin Gordon, over Kareem Hunt, over Saquon Barkley. I never understood that. I never will to this point. He was a late second round pick for me, mid to late second round. And that's what he's probably shaping up to be, maybe even worse than that yeah. at this point. Uh, my uh, my other loser is Kenyon Drake. Man, did he have a disappointing day. Wow. Like three carries for three rushing yards and one reception. That's bad. That's not getting any workload. And yeah, yeah. The, the Miami uh, didn't have the ball for that much this game. But you'd think being down, they would have him in the game trying to get some going. But It makes no sense. It makes no sense It's at worse all. than Derrick Henry. So much worse. Well, I mean, at least Derrick Henry is getting they, touches. They have, well, he's getting touches. And Deion Lewis is more of the passing down back. It's like if they were down by 20 and they put him in and just threw him the ball every time instead of right. Deion Lewis. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, weird situation in Miami in that backfield. I don't think you can drop him. He's too talented for that, but you can't start him anymore. You can't start him. Now, same with Derrick Henry. Guys, let's talk sell-high candidates. Jake, do you, do you have a sell-high candidate you want to tell our listeners about? Yeah, it's uh, 
my boy Calvin Ridley. I, I just think he's he's just killing it right now. But there's no way he keeps at that pace of scoring a touchdown a week. Um, you know, two touchdowns two weeks ago, one touchdown last week. I just think he's going to sputter off. There's too much. Even Mohamed Sanu is going to lead him in receiving a few weeks. He's not going to have his coming out party till next year, in my opinion. And and uh, I was looking up his snap counts this week, and he's not really getting much more than 50% of snaps. So I think that I agree with this here, Jake. I think he's due for some regression. And if he's not catching touchdowns, he's probably not going to be scoring you many points. That's one of the golden things to remember is is touchdowns can be fluky in fantasy football, and he's a prime example of it right now, catching five touchdowns. But as Pat alluded to, the snap counts, the targets, the, the usage – it's got, there's got to be some sort of regression, I mean, right? I mean, if he's not any, catching touchdowns. They do need somebody you, there to – sorry, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, any of you fantasy footballers out there that really, you know, really want to get that extra edge, extra advantage against your league mates, start looking at snap counts. Start looking at how much a guy's playing, and you're going to start seeing results of wins in your league. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a great, that's a great point. It comes down to those numbers, who's on the field, the usage – uh, fantasy football comes down to, in my book, it's it's opportunity, matchup, talent. Yep. Uh, that's kind of how I, I look at it. I always go talent yep. number one, but okay. Well, we all have different philosophies oh, yeah. on it. There's no question about that, uh, and I think that's why we, you know, it'd be a probably a terrible podcast and a terrible production if we all just agreed on every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of sell highs, Pat, do you have anybody that you wanted to throw out there for a for a sell high I this do. week? My sell high is oh, I didn't even have. You don't one. have it written oh, down. Anticipation. If you don't have, it's okay. I can go to mine if you want just me to. Pa- yeah, pause it. Just cut that part out. That's okay. No, and you're then, good. Uh, I'll. Uh, you're I think okay. I had one. You're okay. You're okay. Let me. We'll keep it running here, and I'll. Uh, not a problem. I'll talk about my big sell high. And it's another guy who was big on the waiver wire last week, Tyler Boyd. Look at these numbers. Listen to these numbers. The last three games, Tyler Boyd, 31 targets, 23 receptions, 323 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been the wide receiver seven in weeks two through four. He's averaged 23.4 fantasy points per game in those last three weeks. I hope Dwayne's listening right now because this next stat is going to tell you exactly why Cat, or I'm sorry, Tyler Boyd is a, a sell-high candidate to a T because the previous 27 games that Tyler Boyd played in his career, he's played 30 games in his career, three years out of the University of Pittsburgh. The previous 27 games, 118 targets, that's four targets per game, 79 receptions, that's three receptions per game, and three total touchdowns. So in the previous 27 games, I'll say that one more time, four, four targets per game, three receptions per game, three total touchdowns. So do you believe what's happened in the last three games with Tyler Boyd? Or do you believe what's happened in the previous 27 before that? Because my thinking is Andy Dalton's been there for, what, eight or nine years? And Andy Dalton has not changed. I don't think he has. So why does why is Tyler Boyd absolutely going to change at this point? Why... Now, look, I, I believe in progression with players, and I believe in development, but I also believe in a quarterback's tendencies. And I don't care that Tyler Eifert is done for the season. I believe that Andy Dalton is still going to be that guy that melts under pressure, that targets 
AJ Green heavily, mm-hmm. and Tyler Boyd is not going to be able to sustain this. There's, he's just not. He's not going to be able to sustain this. Now, this one, I got play- a question for you. I got a question for you. So if I'm looking to sell high on Tyler Boyd, do you think I can get a guy like Mark Ingram for him? <laughs> oh, Jake, that's <laughs> funny you say that. Did that? I, you know what? Deja vu. Did that just happen or something? It did. Oh well, let's mention our league mate Dwayne Shabro, who is four and zero with the eighth most points in the league, and he just traded Mark Ingram for Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, and that's exactly what just happened. And that is a he took the bait. He took the bait hook sign or I can't even say the phrase hook line sinker you know that whole thing but mm-hmm. Dwayne took it every bit of it and I mean guys that you just can't do something like that right that just does not make any sense at least we don't think it does no, no Mark Ingram's still going to be a pretty damn good back in that offense especially what we what, what, how we value running backs or how you should value running backs right. uh it's just it does not equal up you know how you would for like li- it to equal up for our listeners i mean i hope you know by this point but if you don't running backs have a higher value than wide receivers just due to the fact that wide receivers there's plenty full of them and more of them score down in the 30s a lot of them score way more points than the running backs in the 30s so therefore the wide receiver or the running backs are way more valuable than the wide receivers at this point and and when uh when the Bengals score a lot of points, sure, Tyler Boyd's going to be heavily targeted. He get a lot of yards. But if the Bengals have a bad game, the first person that's going to take a hit is Tyler Boyd. Yeah. You have a guy like Mark Ingram. What do you, and just look at their possibilities. Mark Ingram could end up the year going forward being a top 10 back. Tyler Boyd is not going to be a top 10 wide receiver. I love Tyler Boyd. He went to Pitt. I loved watching him back when I went there. But he's not that guy. I liked him coming out, but... Unless he's progressed into a goddamn all-star, he ain't going to do it. Uh, yeah, so let's look at the Bengals' schedule moving forward. If you're a Tyler Boyd owner, if you're trying to sell him high, whatever the case, if you're trying to sell him high, this should be in your bargaining strategy. The schedule coming up is pretty nice. They get the Dolphins at home this week. Then they, they get the Steelers at home. And then at the Chiefs. Then the Buccaneers at home. Then the Saints at home. Holy crap. And then they go to Baltimore, then they get the Browns at home, Denver at home, blah, 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 blah. But those next five games are very, very nice. So maybe hold on to Boyd for two or three more weeks and then sell a little <laughs> higher. But I would, fi- I would I put think, some no, feelers I think, out there. I think right now is the time to sell high. I'd on. start putting feelers out yep. there. And maybe you get somebody out there who's like, uh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Boyd has another big week. Right. The track record tells us that regardless of matchup, 27 games of not very great production, three games of outstanding top 10 wide receiver production, that matchup does not factor into your decision to sell high right now. You should not let that factor in your decision. Don't take a look at that schedule, at least that's my opinion. Don't look at that schedule and think, oh, wow, maybe I can ride this out a little longer, get higher value on him, sell higher in three weeks. No, I think right now is the time to sell high on Tyler Boyd. And props to Tony for doing that in our league this yep. week. That was great. Now, I got two real quick sell highs. Mm-hmm. I got, I'm going to say, sell high on all of your quarterbacks. And if you have a quarterback like Mahomes, you know, Goff, 
Cousins that's been dominating, try to sell them for a piece. There's so many quarterbacks there that you can pick up and just stream and start. That you've seen it this year. That if you got like again Matt Ryan, try to get a piece. Try to get a running back too. Try to get somebody you know like a marketing group, like an Alshon Jeffrey, somebody somebody that's going to be able to to uh, to, to uh, help out your team, especially going after running backs. Maybe in a Marshawn Lynch guy that's been he's been looking really good. Prove me wrong this year. Just I would go after try to get a running back for your team, maybe even a wide receiver you're hurting there, and pick up whoever's out in the waiver wire. Even Jameis is out there. You might be able to start him for the rest of the year and have a solid fantasy option. Would you be okay with trading, say, a Jared Goff for Quincy Inunua or Demarius Thomas? I would try to get something more than Demarius. I don't really care for him anymore. Uh, Quincy Inunua wouldn't be a bad target. I'd try to go shoot a little higher, but if you can get that— Kenny Galladay? Kenny Galladay I would love to get. He looks like a stud. He didn't have a great game, a great statistical game, but he looks so good. He's going to be an all-star once one of those two leave. Get him on your dynasty squads. Okay, so... I I, I had another one. Try to sell AP if you have him. You know, coming off the bye, you may be able to find somebody out there who, you know, is just enamored with that name, looks at the stats, see he's been killing it the past couple weeks. He's going to break down eventually. He might have a good week this week, but I think he's gonna break down eventually. If you can get a, if you can get an upgrade there, I would do it. AP. Hey, I, hey, I got a real quick uh, coffee yeah. break question for you guys. Just Go ahead. Real life question here. Mm-hmm. I'm just coffee looking break. at my roster. Yep, coffee break question. I got a, I got a, on my roster next week. I have to drop. Well, I don't have to drop. I have Trey Burton on a buy, three bench league, and I'm debating between dropping Trey Burton. Or Derrick Henry, and my running backs are Kareem Hunt, Jay and Derrick Henry, and I need a tight end for next week. Do I drop Derrick Henry or Trey Burton, or do I drop a defensive lineman? Who? Uh, I uh, I would look at this like, what tight end are you picking up? If this is a guy you probably could keep going, I hate dropping a running back. Is even if a guy like Derrick Henry. What happens if Dion Lewin goes down? He's gonna be he's gonna initially get a lot of value. So, I agree. I would drop. I don't Trey like Burton. dropping running backs, especially with a guy like Derrick Henry, unless the, you're deep at running back. Yep. The value factor there, the scale favors Derrick Henry much more, despite the bad production. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks to uh, drop a guy like Trey Burton, but there's, I mean, actually, tight ends of face fantasy weight land, but. Maybe you can get a guy, go after a guy like Hayden Hurst. He's out there in a lot of leagues. He's about to come back, and the the uh, Ravens love going for their tight ends. Okay, let's okay. Uh, Thanks, let's guys. yeah, let's keep it moving here. The guys, though, we have a lot to get to still. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some buy low candidates. I'm going to start this thing off with my biggest buy low, and that's Carryon Johnson. And Jake, I know you asked me earlier, can you actually buy Carryon Johnson low right now? Is that actually possible? Well, let me let me just look at some numbers here. Let's break this down. Carry on Johnson's first four weeks in the NFL as a rookie. Okay. Owners, I think, are gonna look at this from yes, he had hundred yards two weeks ago against the Patriots on Sunday night. But then he follows that up with just nine carries at Dallas in a good matchup. And they're gonna look at it and say, wait, LeGarrette Blunt is actually out carrying Carry on Johnson thirty eight to thirty five. Though Carryon Johnson has been much more effective, 5.7 yards per carry to 2.7 yards per carry for Blunt, 
I still think that people are going to look at that and go, wow, like we've seen single-digit carries for Karrion Johnson three of the first four weeks of the season. We still haven't seen him get even 15 carries in a game yet. I still think you can buy low on Karrion Johnson because of the usage factor. And if you can absolutely go out and get Karrion Johnson right now in a buy low situation, I'm telling you, you should go out and do it because if the Lions coaching staff has any two cents about if they have any you know just common sense they are going to ride carry on johnson down the stretch here the last you know three-fourths of the season because this guy has so much more talent than the old drunken stumbler legarrett blunt as we know he's an old man at this point pat and i have never really believed in him he's had some effective usage in his career but at this point carry on johnson is the young buck he's much more effective much more talented much more diverse he has a better skill set a more well-rounded skill set carry on johnson is going to be a very good rb2 by the time this season really gets underway now is your time to go buy low on him and if that didn't convince you enough look at the playoff schedule for the detroit lions first two weeks of the playoffs fantasy playoffs excuse me arizona cardinals buffalo bills it's pretty nice top five in yards uh i'm excuse me fantasy points allowed per game to fantasy running backs so the cardinals are number one they've allowed 30 points per game to fantasy running backs or running backs in fantasy excuse me so far this season um so that's a nice little tidbit is that fantasy schedule carry on johnson is my buy low candidate of the week so what would you want what would you what would you go out there and try to get i have carry on johnson a couple leagues you're gonna try to get Mm -hmm. him from me say i'm a little jaded on him what are you going to offer me for carry on Johnson? Um, I mean, you tell the listeners to uh, I, to uh, to go out and try to get him, but what are you what what are you thinking? Are you going to offer like uh, uh, would you offer Tyler Boyd? Oh, absolutely. I would. You think, I you would you de- think get that done, or would you need like to go Tyler Boyd and Austin Eckler? No, I, I think, think you could get it done with just Tyler Boyd. I think you could probably get it done with Tyler Boyd because of that like I said before, that people are going to look at that that usage yeah. so far. They're going to look at Tyler Boyd's last three weeks of how he's done, and I think that's a, a, a trade that you can win. Okay. I think that's what about a trade Mar- you can get what about done. Marvin, what about Marvin Jones? I would... I would if, if it's the right situation, if my, if my roster, it, you know, if your roster, speaking to our fantasy owners, if you can use some some running back depth at this point i think marvin jones for carrion johnson's a fine trade what about adrian peterson i would take that in a heartbeat yeah i would do it i would, would do that lateral i would want you think, johnson. you guys think ap is gonna fall off i, I think do. it's gonna get hurt the only the only thing that scares me with carrion is this could be a mix-in type situation you know last year we were always like oh man i don't know why they aren't giving the mix in the ball more jeremy hill's trash Geo's good but limited. Mixon looks so good. They just need to give him the ball, and they did. You know, I hope hopefully Carrion doesn't suffer the same fate. I think Carrion has a chance to be a top twenty six, twenty eight running back the rest of the season. I guess is my is my point here. All right, guys, let's let's keep it moving though. Um, I could talk about Carrion Johnson uh, quite a bit because I'm starting to fall in love with him. That's right. That's a popular one too. A popular fantasy name. Um, Jake, how about a buy low candidate for our listeners? None, the other, but Antonio Brown, the goat. Do you how how realistically how low 
can you really buy low? Like, what are you? And some people might be mad about, and you try to spin it too. Be like, oh man, look how much Juju's getting work. AB and AB's banner feuding, like you were saying earlier, Jake. You can try to spin that up in your league chat, and then kind of be like, hey, you know, later in the week, try to get that work that worked out. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking. I mean, if you can trade a guy like uh, like a like a maybe Adam Thielen straight up for Antonio Brown, would you do it? I take that. I would. I would. I would want that. For oh, maybe. I would absolutely take that. I think in you a get heartbeat. that done. I, I, that is a. That is a. I think that's a steal. Maybe even throw in a guy like again Austin Eckler, somebody a low right, end some RB, buffer. some RB yeah. one that you don't believe in to continue the rest of the season. Maybe an Isaiah. I mean, I guess he didn't have a very good game, so maybe wait a week for that. But like, well, let's talk running back. Barry. While where does Antonio Brown stack up in terms of uh, among the running backs at this point is Alvin Kamara a better fantasy option than Antonio Brown the rest of the season? Yes. Yes. Is Melvin Gordon a better fantasy option than Antonio Brown? Yes. Rest of season. I think those are two it's, top two guys right now. Melvin that, Gordon's close. That's, in my that's the point. That's the point. So where does he fall? Would you rather have Saquon Barkley than Antonio Brown rest of the season? That's where I'm starting to hesitate. Like if you're the if you're the Saquon Barkley owner, are you are you Content with offering the Antonio Brown owner straight up Barkley for Brown, is that a trade you'd want to you want to execute? Probably not, just because I like running backs a lot more than wide receiver. But I don't think it would be a bad option if you happen to hit on a lot of running backs late. Is okay. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the the wide receivers in the group. I mean, is, is DeAndre Hopkins a better option season long now than Antonio Brown? Like, what? How do we feel about that? Are they kind of still on that? I'd still go AB. AB, yeah, I, I think I would I'd still too. go AB. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Like, if you have like an Odell Beckham, the only one I honestly wouldn't trade for AB at this point is Michael Thomas. Yeah, he looks like a stud. He's a he's a top receiver in the making. Yep, he definitely is. So. Okay, well, there's a select few of guys, I think, Jake, and I, I do agree with you. Um, for AB standards, you can buy low on him. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what we're exactly. talking about here, right? Is the This is a big-time trade we're talking about. We're not talking. Yeah, this is a big-time yeah, play here. Yep. Commit. Commit your team to AB. But the point is, Jake, right, is you could buy comparatively. You can obviously buy lower on AB this year. Any, than, any than any other time than any, any of the past, the past two, past three, five four, years. five years, right? Right. Yeah, we got to remember this guy was a top three pick for years, and then this year he's just you know having a rocky start to the year. He was a top five pick this year and just having a little bit of a rocky start. He's gonna heat up. We know, guys. He's a route runner. He makes plays. They're gonna find ways to get him the ball, especially because they're losing right now. So, what do you do if you're losing? You're gonna find a way to get your winners the ball they got to find a way to get a b the ball yeah uh tyree killer antonio brown rest of season easily antonio easily antonio easily is it that is it that big of a stretch is it that far off yep okay yeah i think so if you can trade tyree kill for antonio i mean i think i think tyree kill could finish within you know 15 points i think he could 20 points i don't think it's a big blowout year all right, Pat, Dalvin Cook is your buy-low candidate of week four, and mm-hmm. tell us why you think that. He's a guy I've been loving all year, man. And he had a he had a bad injury early. You know that he, he hurt his knee early, but I think he's going to come back fine. 
Well, the hamstring is what we got to be concerned about at this point. It is a hamstring, my bad. You know, they kept him out this week. He barely got any carries, but I think... From what I heard, he was fine. Maybe he had a little hamstring hurt, hurt a little bit, but I think going forward, he's going to be a top 10 back. I think you can get this guy. You go after this guy, and I'm trying he to He says think. he's not 100% yet. I, you know, I think he's going to be okay going forward. I, Even I really this do. next week? Even coming next up week, here? He, I mean, he played this week. I think he, he, they're going to work him into, into it slowly. But by the time, by the time the playoffs roll around, you know, if you've got a strong team in the next three weeks, he's going to be okay. Okay, PPR league. This is a, it's a very strong offense too. The yeah. now the the uh, the offensive line hasn't looked great, but he's a guy that's going to be able to get some work yeah, in the passing that's game. That's been bad, too. and he's dynamic. He's a guy that could even work with a subpar offensive line. Okay. Full point PPR, Dalvin Cook or Chris Thompson, rest of season. Oh, Dalvin Cook, easy. Okay. Easy. Chris Thompson was on pace to be the number eight running back in PPR last season. That's I'm just saying, he is a... I think people sleep on him a little bit is my only point. I'm not sleeping. He's a top, yeah. he's a top 15 running back yeah. in PPR. Yeah, when, when he's healthy. He is so far. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I like Dalvin Cook too. I'm just I'm worried. I'm personally worried about him. Would rather have, um, would you rather have David Johnson or Dalvin Cook rest season? I'd rather have David Johnson. I think I agree there. How about Kareem Hunt? I'd rather have Kareem Hunt. Okay. It's close though. All right. Let's keep it moving, guys. League news and notes gonna run through these quick. Hey, big week of suspension suspended players coming back. Mark Ingram, Julian Edelman, Robert Turbin. I don't Robert Turman doesn't really fit with the rest of these that players. Could, that could hurt Heinz. Jimmy Smith and Vontez Burfick. So, guys, out of these players, Burfick, Jimmy Smith, Robert Turman, Julian Edelman, Mark Ingram, we could probably eliminate Robert Turbin. Which of these guys has the biggest impact on their teams? Maybe not so much fantasy. Let's just talk football here. Which one of those guys has the biggest impact on their team? I'm going to go out and left field, left field here and say Vontez Burfick. Uh, that, Bengals, that would be my pick, too. That that Bengals defense has not been very good. And Vontez Perfect is one of the dirtiest players in the league, but he's a very good linebacker. Yeah. Jake. I'm going to go with my man on the best team in the league, Julian Edelman. He's going to open up that offense. You wait. Everything's just going to start clicking while he's there. Chris Hogan is a fake Julian Edelman. He sucks compared to Julian Edelman. You <laughs> well, wait. Yes, and Chris Hogan is not a true is slot a player, and we have not seen. Do you drop Chris? Chris Hogan can be dropped. Chris Hogan is a drop, yeah. Yeah, Chris Hogan's a drop. Uh, speaking of people who it's going to open up for, Rob Gronkowski, ankle injury, did not practice on Monday as he is in jeopardy of missing Thursday night football versus the Colts. So if Gronk does not play, and I don't expect him to play on a short week with the ankle injury. I think he's injury. playing. Do, really? I, I heard that he's there's a not a good chance of it. When did, when did you I, see this? I saw it at 5 uh, o'clock this afternoon. I don't know if that okay. changed. Okay, then you nope, you got more reasons than I do. I read at noontime. It wasn't that serious, and they just held him out because there was a blowout, and he should be fine for Thursday. Okay. But that was at 12, so if you read it at 5, then we're going to go with your report. It might be, well, it might be a coin flip, honestly. It could be a coin flip. Um, if you're looking for some tight end options, there's not a lot. I know it's a terrible position right now. 
But if you're looking for one, Ricky Seals-Jones gets the Niners this week. They have allowed the most points to fan to tight ends in fantasy, 45.7 points allowed to tight ends. And they've given up a touchdown in every single game to a tight end, four touchdowns. That leads the league to opposing tight ends. So Ricky Seals-Jones against the 49ers is a very it's a good call. very good matchup. I know he hasn't done a lot, but if you're looking, if you're the Gronk owner, you probably don't have a backup tight end on your roster. You're probably looking for somebody, and that could be an option to go with. Let's talk about some Colts news. A lot of in, news. In an go alternative ahead. world, in an alternative world, be a great week for Aaron Hernandez. But well, we all know where he is. Also, <laughs> keep an eye, keep an eye out for you Jack guys are Doyle. brutal. Keep an eye out for Jack Doyle. If he comes back this week, he's probably dropped in a lot of leagues. He did not practice today. I mean, and I don't saying, think he's going to play. Keep an eye out for him because if he comes back with Ty Hilton out, he could be a huge beneficiary there. I would bet on him not playing, but I, that's a good thing to keep an eye out for. I would bet on him not playing. Speaking of the Colts, Marlon Mack hamstring was limited participant Monday. I wouldn't expect him to play on a short week. Same with Jack Doyle, Pat. He's still out with that hip injury, did not practice today. T.Y. Hilton is unlikely to play on Thursday. So, guys, do we have any interest in starting Chester Rogers? 11 targets, 8 catches, 85 yards on Sunday versus the Texans. Or Ryan Grant, another decent stat line, 7 targets, 5 catches, 64 yards against the Texans. Any interest in Rodgers or Grant Thursday night at New England? I think they're kind of both a little bit of a dart throw. I think I'd prefer Ryan Grant. I think they could be good starts, especially maybe in DVS. And, D- and that Pascal dude also. D- or if Pascal you're kind of also. deep league. But yeah, Pascal, I, I I would like to see that more, though. Yeah, I, We've only seen it one time. Three. It's a dart throw between. Well, Ryan Grant's probably the biggest name there, but it's a dart throw. I would rank them actually Chester Rogers, Ryan Grant, Pascal. I'm going to go Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, Pascal. Spot, 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 spot. spot <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, Dan Quinn said he hopes Devontae Freeman will return week five at Pittsburgh. Do we expect Devontae Freeman at Pittsburgh, guys? Coin flip at this point? He started practicing last week in a very limited faction. I think he could uh, return this week. Okay. Ravens rookie tight end Hayden Hurst has a good chance to make his debut in week five, according to John Harbaugh. And um, guys, do we any suggestions for fantasy owners looking for some tight end help? Is Hayden Hurst a good stash? I think he is. Uh, that Raven or Flacco's always loved throwing to his tight end, and look at what they did to the Steelers this past week. Mm-hmm. Just tight end, tight end, tight tight end, tight end. Yeah. So I think. And Hayden Hurst looked talented in the preseason. I think he could really dominate there if he can get some targets. Okay, Hayden Hurst or the Bucks tight ends rest of season? Ooh, with Brait. Actually, Brait's a good guy to look at, too. Brait is with, a good guy uh, with to look Howard. at with Howard if he misses time. How about it, Jake? Yeah, yeah Brait's. And Jameis loves Brait. we got to remember that, too. Yep. Fitzpatrick doesn't love him as much. Jameis loves Cameron Brait. Yep. Uh well, that's a good one. Let's Cameron Brait or Eric Ebron if Jack Doyle misses. Well, the Bucks are on a bye, aren't they? Oh, I'm sorry. The Bucks oh, are no, on no. a bye. The Bears? Bucks and the Bears are on a bye disease this week. I'm sorry. So Bucks are on a bye. Ebron. Never mind. Just don't pay attention to anything I'm saying. Marvin Lewis said we'll see when asked about Joe Mixon returning in week five. Could be up in the air still for Mixon. Uh, Gio Bernard has played very, very well in his yes, absence. Bucks news. Let's talk about your Bucks, Jake. Jameis Winston will be the Bucks starting quarterback when they come off the bye in week six. 
I had that in my notes literally three lines later, and I forgot about Cameron Bray being on by. <laughs> O.J. Howard has a sprained MCL and will miss, will be out two to four weeks. Um, so let's, well, let's pose that question right here. How good of an option, just how good is Cameron Bray while O.J. Howard is out? Top 10 tight end. I'm going to say he's like a top eight, top. He's he's coming close to top five just with how much of a wasteland the fans hey, tight why end is. Why are they so I, bad this year? Is Cameron Braid a better option than Kyle Rudolph while, uh, while O.J. Howard is out? I still prefer Rudolph. I might take him over Kittle, though. Yeah. Wow, what we saw from Kittle on Sunday, I, even with C.J. Beathard, is good. No, I, I, still, I still like Kittle the rest of the season, but Braid has up that upside to score a lot of touchdowns because that's who – Jameis is traditionally the point. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's look at uh, more Bucks news here. Ronald Jones played 20 of 63 snaps. He finally was active uh, on game day. Outtouched Peyton Barber 11 to 8. Um, any interest in stashing Ronald Jones on your bench? No, not yet. He's pretty. He looks pretty bad still. Yeah, I. I think this is more. Peyton Barber just being Peyton Barber then Ronald Jones actually looking good I, he might be worth a stash but he's going to be one of those like Bilal Powell type guys that on your on the you're going to be hesitant to start every week okay so no bucks running backs are good running backs right now uh, Vance McDonald or Trey Burton rest of season Trey Burton Trey Burton I'll go Vance McDonald Geronimo Allison concussion he's week to week Earl Thomas, broken leg, flips the bird to the Seattle Seahawks sideline. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. Um, Will Disley, another big target for Russell Wilson, who was kind of emerging there a little bit. He suffered a torn patella tendon, and he's going to miss Man. the remainder of the season as that's well. Sad. That's a hard, that's a bad injury. It's a bad injury. And okay. um, so, guys, here's where we kind of cut off. I Let's talk about some waiver wire stuff. I didn't really write anything down but i just kind of wanted to have an open discussion about the waiver wire this week some guys that popped into my mind a naeem hines is a great option i think he had 11 targets nine receptions uh, for the colts against the texans if somebody dropped Tariq cohen in your league Tariq cohen is another fantastic option i'm getting ready to try to drop marlon mack Fantastic. for Tariq cohen uh this week so do we have any other Let's let's talk some waiver wire hot takes here, hot guys that we're looking to get. Uh, give 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 our listeners maybe some options that you're looking at, some targets. Well, I think you got to go try and get T.J. Yeldon if he's out there, especially he's this week. He's in the Kansas number City. one pickup. T.J. Yeldon, you got to get if he's and he. A lot of people have dropped him because they've seen Fournette come back, which you don't blame for dropping him. But he is also the number one pickup this week if you can get him. Okay. Go get Yeldon. And we think that Yeldon, like we said before, could have a potential to be in the starting lineup maybe three weeks here. I don't anticipate Fournette coming back for another couple weeks. No, I agree. I think he's going to miss another two games. Yeah, maybe even three. Maybe even three. Yeah, uh, another guy to look for, probably going to be out there in a lot of leagues, Kiki Kuti, (laughs) you know, Drake's favorite man. He uh, had a good game. I think he had like 10 or 11 catches. He had a really great game. And with uh, with Will Fuller banged up, he could see a really increased workload for these up next. Now, Bill O'Brien did say Will Fuller could have come back into the game. Okay, 
He did right. say that. Uh, we'll have to see what the practice report says this week with the hamstring. But but Bill O'Brien did did say yeah. that. Um, Tyler Croft, another tight end to look out for with a uh, with a uh, Iper going Eifert down. going down. Yep. He's always been that replacement guy. That's one to look at, especially in a, a very desolate position like the tight ends are. Uh, Tyler Croft is definitely somebody to look at, like Pat said, with Andy Dalton, somebody who is leaned on tight ends uh, a good bit in the past, could be an option as well. If you're really hurting at running back, would you rather go Mike Davis or, or Ronald Jones? Oh, boy. Oh, my, oh my God. Just flip a coin. Mike Davis. I guess. Flip the ugliest coin you have in your Now I saw Pete Carroll <laughs> I saw Pete Carroll said that Mike Davis will continue to have work even when Chris Carson comes back. That blew but now me. now now you can pretty much trust Pete Carroll's word as far as you can throw him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um so yeah, I mean those are some definite guys. The running backs, like I said, I, I think Naeem Hines is a great pickup. If Tariq Cohen is out, here's another one. Not a whole, whole lot, though. I think last week was a little bit more active it week with pretty. Ridley and um, Tyler Boyd. Uh, what's his name from the Bears? Uh, Taylor Gabriel is a guy to watch out for. He had a pretty big week. Yes, Taylor Gabriel, especially if Anthony Miller continues to miss time as somebody I that you think you need to look out for, even if Anthony Miller yeah. is active. He's He was a guy getting snaps over uh, Anthony Miller, and he looked good this week. I think mm-hmm. he could see a good uh, workload going forward. Okay, uh, I think, do guys, we any anything else we need to cover tonight? Wait, no, more stuff, Jake. Good. You got anything else? Not that nah. I think of. Okay, oh, uh, Ryan Grant's another guy to to uh, look for with. Uh, right, we mentioned that earlier with the Thursday night game at New England. So look maybe for Chester. Rod- Chester Rogers is my favorite out of those two. Jake and Pat both like Ryan Grant more. I think both could have. Maybe some decent target shares. And look out there, you know, see if Naheem Hines is out there still. And Duke Johnson is another guy to keep an eye out for. Yep. Um, Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all we got going. Jake, we need to get a dinner table guy soon enough, right? Oh, it's coming. Okay. We got to get one soon. It's coming this week. We're going to do one Wednesday or Thursday. We got to. Give me 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We're going to record a quickie episode. All right. Promise the listeners that we're going to give it to them. All right, we do need to get around to that too. So sounds good. Uh, bear with us, everybody. Me and Pat actually just moved in. We're, we're sitting next to each other, broadcasting through one microphone. Jake is on Skype at a remote location. So we had a kind of a crazy weekend. Didn't get around to the NFC home game preview in week four because of the move in. We moved into a new place Saturday. So just been a crazy time. But we're going to keep consistent with you, keep giving you the best fantasy news, the best fantasy updates and advice that we can possibly give because that's what we live for, that's what we die for. So that's what we're going to keep giving you week to week on a weekly basis. So um, until next time, everybody, enjoy week five action. We'll have a preview coming up here in the next couple of days. We'll talk to you, ever, talk to you later, and have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.